Coming up, we're nominating Twister, dot, 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 ride it out for the Universal Hall of Fame. After we're done discussing Low Sapphire Falls Resort, Islands of Adventure, and most importantly, Sharknado 3, oh hell no. Live from the Bob Varley studio, this is the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. This is episode 50 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to a milestone of an episode. If I do say so myself, 50. Whoever thought we would get here, I didn't. Wow. Uh, a couple people might have did. Wow. Might have did. That's did. really terrible English. Mm-hmm. Um, but we made it. We defied the odds. Phil Collins would be really proud of us if he knew any of us. And uh, so we're here. And I am Craig Williams, the host, as always. And joined with me is uh, Rhino Clavin. Hello. And then also Jenny Lynn Nop. Hey, everybody. And then back on the controls, returning from sunny California, producer Dustin West. I'm just happy to be here. Cool. Okay. It's crossing well, over. It's crossing over. That's what we call a crossover episode. I'm going to tell you right now, yeah? your inflection on the way you said Sharknado was not acceptable to me. Sharknado? No, it needs to be Sharknado. Oh, hell no. <laughs> You gotta that, have a little swivel in there. I heard, it, hell no. I heard it in my head too. Yeah, because you were like Sharknado three. Oh hell no! <laughs> yeah, that sounded like enthusiastic to me. At least in my head, that's no, how it was, it really I, was coming I, yeah. out. That's not how it came out to the rest of the world. Next time you say it, I want that. I don't think that the rest of the the rest of the world doesn't get to decide how it comes out. I decide how it comes out. Okay. I think that's what I meant to say. But yeah, so we have a huge, huge 50th 50th episode for you. Um, Lots of stuff coming up. Uh, I I mentioned some right at the top of the show. I mentioned we're talking about Sapphire Falls. Um, Got information about that. Islands of Adventure, let me explain. They uh, they won an award. Not an award. An award. They won... An award. An award yeah. I was going to say, they won like, a award? Uh, what yeah, kind won, of award? A they won an award? award. And uh, then, of course, Sharknado 3, as we've already been going over with. Before we get to that in the buzz, though, I need to uh, do one correction from last week. Uh, I, I probably don't need to do it, but I'm, I'm making the executive decision on this one. So last week, we uh, did our NBA City Tribute, which I think was actually very popular and in my opinion it was popular people seem to be very responsive to it so i hope everyone did enjoy that but um one of the things we talked about real briefly before we talked about nba city was the nbc media center and uh, alicia stella wrote in on youtube and said that the new nbc media center is more high tech than the last preview centers that they've had at the parks and this one they're actually going to measure your biometrics while you're sitting there and watching instead of just doing the buttons so they're going to measure your heart rate your skin moisture your eye movement and more uh she believes it's kind of creepy but you're more honest than the buttons you press and i've got to admit it is more creepy but <laughs> that show would time, not yeah. be on the air if this was how they took it originally when we watched the blind spot oh yeah absolutely no sorry jamie alexander Blind spot should not be on television coming this fall. Uh, it will be 
on television this fall, regardless. But uh, no, it's. I, I think it's great that the new media center is doing this, so that they're putting you through there. I can't imagine what the process is of getting signed up and like, is it going to be like Clockwork Orange, where they open up your eyelids <laughs> and are putting drops in all the time? <laughs> Did that reference go with you, JL? No. No? That's no, fine. Right. Put, I don't think she'll like that movie. Yeah, well, I mean, it is, it's It's a movie, and I mean, you've probably seen it spoofed in a bunch of other TV shows and stuff, so don't worry if you don't know that much about it, but I can't help you beyond that. I, I'm worried about how sweaty people are, like, attaching those machines to the sweaty people. I'm one of those sweaty people. I oh, just yeah. don't, like, I hope that, I'm assuming, they're, you know, they're always sanitary. But I was going to say, the whole gross. thing sounds unsanitary. I think it should only be open on select days whenever the temperature does not get above 60 degrees. <laughs> because it's basically no days. Well, I mean, I'm looking at like, well, you know, 70 degrees. Some people sweat in that kind of weather. Some don't. But let's let's just be fair, distinct and say 70 degrees or 60 degrees. Sorry. And that's the cutoff, because unless you're wearing a winter jacket walking around in 60 degree weather, you should not be sweating. So. All right, so that gives them December and January. Yeah. It does. Well, not, and sometimes February. We okay. tend to have late winters that really pop up in January and February. But that is the correction and omission. Well, not the omission, just the correction that I wanted to do on uh, the start of this show. And um, before we get rolling, does anyone have any other type of housekeeping items? Nope. No? I don't think so. God. I really hate that. I always I have to pull I that just, segment. The response to everything in this episode should be, oh, hell no. <laughs> if it's the name of the thing we're talking about, I can say it. So that's um, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to talk with the censor group about that one. But it's going to be a lot of uh, beeping for the uh, edited episode later. <laughs> beep, 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 yeah. beep, 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 beep. Uh, so with that, uh, let's move on to the buzz. What's buzz, 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 oh. buzz, buzz, buzz. I just usually do the bzzz. Okay, well. The Ruby Rod from yeah. Fifth Element. That's what I'm always doing. Bzzz. Okay. Fantastic. Nobody. So. Okay. <laughs> Nobody. First item on the buzz. Uh, Lowe's Sapphire Falls Resort officially has an opening date. Uh, it is set to open July 14th, 2016. 2016. Yay. The year of, of the 2016. Of the dragon. Sure. Why not? Someone wants to correct us later. I'll read it off next week. <laughs> That'll be your moment of fame. So uh, a couple days ago, and that would have been on Tuesday, actually. This is on Thursday. Uh, they announced the opening date for Low Sapphire Falls, as well as the fact that you can now book it, which is a really big deal. Big deal. A really big deal for people who want to book a hotel room for that time period. So we've talked about Low Sapphire Falls on the show already before. It is the newest, the fifth Caribbean theme well not the fifth Caribbean themed <laughs> resort at Universal, the but the really fifth the resort Caribbean. that happens to be Caribbean themed. Caribbean, Caribbean, however you want to call yeah. it. Uh it, it's gonna be an awesome thousand room hotel with eighty-three suites, uh, a whole bunch of extra convention space being added, uh, a giant pool area, beautiful lobby, lobby bar, all this this, that and the rest. Um can't keep up with you. No, I'm, we're going to go through it then. I'm just giving the whole brief overview, and then we are going to go through a little bit of the details that were released. But I want to talk about first the fact that uh, I said it's moderate priced. So what's that mean? It means, well, you know, 
first off, you don't get the unlimited express passes that you would get at the three deluxe hotels that are on property. You also uh, you also get to feel like you're one up from Cabana Bay because you're not in the value. So there's that. But what does that mean in terms of pricing? Well, Universal released some of their pricing based on seven and four night stays, just to give some value, some examples. And uh, for value season, so not peak seasons, meaning September, uh, February time periods like that uh rates for like a seven night stay are going to start at 119 per night for each night and then for a four night stay it would start at about 143 per night for that entire stay not for the entire each night would cost 143 so i didn't do the math on what that adds up to be it's kind of my bad (laughs) trying to do the math in my head so 700 plus nine 20 times 7 is 2016. So it would be $840 for seven nights day. And I'm not bothering doing the other one. So let's talk about summer season rates because that's when people like to vacation. It's Um, the monkey, by the way, next year. So you could take the time to look up what freaking Chinese year we would be in, but you couldn't pull out a freaking calculator. Well, I, st- I was like, I, you started saying the numbers, but I found the monkey thing, so I was more excited about the monkey. Monkey. Quit playing with the monkey year and get on track. Summer season rates, the important time of year, uh, start at 176 per night for a seven-night stay or $206 per night for a four-night stay. And uh, I have the total for your one week stay. Summer? The summer rate. Yeah. What is it? 12.32 for that, for the yeah. seven day. Okay. Based on double occupancy and all that good jazz. So uh, a, a friend of the show and in life on Twitter and all this other stuff, Facebook for me, uh, Brandon Kremitz, uh, he priced out some of the rates on his Twitter page just to give people an idea. And for like a one night stay in the summer, just booking a random night in the summer it was running about 229 dollars and for a weekend it was 249 and then he also looked in september for a one night stay and that clocked in at 179 so um is it definitely more expensive but still thank god it's not near the prices as some of the deluxe whenever they're at their their busiest but Excuse me, that was a really awful time to take a sip of water right in the middle of the sentence, but I just I felt like I needed it. Um, and now I do feel better about myself. So that's kind of what you're looking at with the rates on this hotel. Let's get into the the actual hotel itself. So in the past we showed uh, we showed pictures of some of the concept art, including the lobby, which uh, nothing's really changed as far as that and what they're still showing. Same one. Uh, also, we did show you the picture of the lobby bar that was dark and swanky, and we kind of described what it was going to be. Um, and they finally said what it will be. It's going to be the strong water. Water. <laughs> oh, God. I need to go back to school, don't I? The strong water tavern. <laughs> um and so, what the strong water? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're going to start doing that. Why don't we walk out a waiter? <laughs> W's are going to be everywhere now. Water, strong ladder water? water. What are you saying? Water. water. I don't know why I'm trying to talk so fast. The strong water tavern mm-hmm. is being considered a destination lobby lounge that will serve tapas style menu for lunch and dinner. And apparently, there will also be daily rum tastings for those who are of age tapas tapas 
So for those of you who don't know what a tapas is, it's uh, it's just like small appetizers that if you eat enough of them, or if you're like, uh, I love tapas. If you're not fat, like. Uh, myself, then you, you can probably make right a meal at out of me it. Before you just said that, <laughs> yeah, I remember. I, the I remember my brother's, uh, an old girlfriend of my brother's, worked at a tapas bar, and he told my dad, like my dad's, like, what does she do? Oh, she works at a tapas bar. Oh, doesn't she have any respect for herself? Not, <laughs> not topless, tapas. T a p a p a s s. So that's one of the things. Also, uh, we mentioned before they announced that there would be a full-service restaurant, uh, something that isn't found at the Value Resort Cabana Bay. That only has that nice quick-service well, quick one. But at Sapphire Falls, they are going to have the full-service restaurant that is called Amatista Cookhouse. So Amatista Cookhouse is it's a very blue restaurant <laughs> that will blue. have great... Great, great views overlooking the lagoon, uh, whether you're sitting inside or out on the outdoor patio that they'll be offering. And uh, looks like you might be able to see a little bit of city walk from that angle. I don't know. Or one of the other hotels or something. You know what? I, I will play dumb to all this and I hope someone else can respond. Um, like looking at the initial map that they put out, looking overhead, it doesn't look like the lagoon's going to be facing that side. Okay. But then again,. I'm probably wrong and just read the map backwards, but I, I don't think the views of the lagoon are going to be extremely great, but I mean, that might change. This coming from the guy who thought the... <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> taking it from me. <laughs> the blue part was land. <laughs> All those cartography lessons are paying off. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so Amatista Cookhouse will be open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm. So that, that's your all-day one. And then there's also going to be a little more the... Drum Club Canteen is the poolside bar and grill. So uh, they'll be it's like every other pool bar. They'll serve food and then well, some specialty like, cocktails. If it's like the other universal pool bars, it should be pretty good. Yeah, I expect it to be very good. Um, but we'll see whenever it's out. And then their quick service marketplace will be the New Dutch Trading Company. The New Dutch Trading Company. And uh, you just said that twice. The new death <laughs> trading company. So I know everyone's probably thinking now, what are these rooms going to look like? What are they going to look what like? What are they going to look like? Yeah. Well, I would say they feel like a getaway. Like a bank heist? Oh, no. Okay. There's a picture. No, not like a getaway. Like a. <laughs> like a. Uh, like not, Stefani and Akon song? Not a castaway getaway, <laughs> but just like a getaway. So if, you, if you're going to the Caribbean getaway, you're going to want a lot of water feelings. You're going to want some deep blues. And this is my best job at trying to describe what a room looks like for those listening. For those watching, you're, you're doing much better because you're seeing the pictures. Here's but. the deal it's got blue carpet that looks like water, <laughs> <laughs> it's got a blue backsplash behind the headboard. Which no, the, is a really cool headboard um, made out of, like, paneled siding. Yeah, yeah. It almost looks like... It's a, it's yeah, a it nice looks like beach, it beach looks drift that's turned into a, uh, a whitewash. So Tom and Huck were probably up there uh, whitewashing. White, washing. And, washing, and uh, they were getting... They were scheming a pyramid scheme out of it and all that stuff. Uh, it, it does feel like very Caribbean and nautical just from what I've seen. And if you want to see these pictures again and more, uh, of course, you can always go to the show notes page, disunplugged.com. Uh, that's where you will find bathroom. everything that we have. Um, yeah, the bathrooms look fantastic. I think it's going to be more on the level of like Hard Rock's bathroom where it's not completely shut away. But Oh, look, there's a, a nice divider. Split bathroom. Yeah, nice, uh, nice little divider. Uh, it's... 
I think these rooms are going to be very comfortable just based on looking at the it concept. Like yeah, part. that looked really cool. Uh, this, it's not going to take Cabana Bay over from being my favorite, but just looking at the room, what it's going to look like, I think this might end up coming in at my second. Just it kind of it agrees with me. I don't it know looks about very this. cool, and not I don't mean like does. cool. So I mean like saying something chill. It looks chill, like mm, like it's much cooler here than it is anywhere else in Orlando. The only thing I don't like about it, <laughs> judging from the concept art, is there are these awful pillows, which I'm sure they're not the pillows that are actually going to be in there. But sunset pillows. They look like something that I would expect if you bought a pillow at Hollister. <laughs> then maybe that's what you would uh, you would find there. But that is the rooms in a. Uh, they don't cater to pillows that size at Hollister. Okay, that was a fact. Okay. That was a. That's a fact. Yeah. Okay. A, no, that's uh, a fact. A pillow fact. <laughs> so yeah, what's what is the highlight of this resort? By far, it's going to be the pool. The uh, pool is going to be sixteen thousand square feet. Uh, it's going to be a zero entry pool, which of course means that no one's allowed in. And uh, 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 uh. I don't know, be, actually know what that means. It means there's a instead there's of a having steps, gradual. Oh, like at the decline hard into like in all of the yeah. pools. Oh, I didn't know they you don't take like steps to get into the pool. It just slowly declines into no. the pool. Well, like you this. can jump off the side of any edge if you need a little bit extra help getting in and out. Then yeah. there is a ramp essentially that you walk. Gotcha. No steps. So. Thanks for ruining my joke by not knowing what a zero-entry pool was. Well, I thought it was a pool that nobody could get into without, like, lifeguard permission. So you just <laughs> assumed that... Wait, 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 stop for a minute. I, I didn't think you were Is making a joke. Is that an honest thought that you have? Yeah, zero-entry pool. It sounds like nobody goes in unless there's a lifeguard on duty. So you basically took zero his entry. joke as fact. No, I, that's what I thought it was before he made the joke. So then he made the joke, and I was like, people can go in when there's a lifeguard. So, <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Who's the one telling them they can't enter? Is it a lifeguard that's standing there, can't go in, no, <laughs> no lifeguard on duty? there's a fence, and when the lifeguard's not there, the fence is locked. This conversation just got really fascinating for me. Zero entry. So I figured it was. It meant that there was a, a gate around a pool that meant, like, you can't get in unless you go through the gate. Like, you have an entry. So I, don't I know. need to pick Rhino's brain more often to see what other kind of crazy what the, things. Why would I think head. zero entry means ramp that I can walk down? Wouldn't that be ramp pool? It's because it's common, <laughs> common language. You can email him at rhino <laughs> at wdwinfo.com to pick his brain more about this. What else does the pool have? It has white sand beaches. Uh, it has a water slide in the... Uh, it, just, just so that we're clear, water slide means there's a slide a water with water I'm that goes down it, water slides. and you you sit on it and it. But a you water slide sounds like pool. what you're doing. It sounds like I'm sliding down the water slide, like a slide, and I'm sliding down it. Zero entry to me says nobody goes in, nobody comes out. Like the beginning of Willy Wonka, that guy's talking about zero entry into that chocolate factory. You just got told off by JL, which I am absolutely <laughs> loving. It doesn't sound like what it is. It's no onomatopoeia. <laughs> wow. Water slide. Just when I thought I was out of touch. Private cabanas. I had a pool now. Now, private cabanas, those are cabanas that people that only okay, pay for them are allowed in. Yeah, the public can use them, but after Guys, they pay no zero a entry fee. pools in Massachusetts. Why would I know what a zero-entry pool is? And also fire pits. Now, fire pits are pits. They're specifically designed... To p- that's when you get a rash eyes. on your armpit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm familiar. I've worn deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool that they have fire pits, by the way. Yeah, fire pits, huh? <laughs> you know? uh, so also with the whole water aspect of it, 
there will be water taxi access for it, as well as still bus access. Um, a water but, taxi is a taxi that drives in the water. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's angry. He's, he's bitter. He's joke. extremely bitter right now that we, we just made fun of him. But We love you, Rhino. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so does every viewer of the show, because you get countless comments about it every week. You do. Mm-hmm. You have a fan club. Read I about it, it on the boards. I found it last night. Good. I'm glad you finally <laughs> found it. So that is what we know right now about Sapphire Falls. Like I said, it opens up officially on July 14th, 2016. The year of the monkey. The year of the monkey. As okay. more comes out on that, we will definitely update it and let you know. And uh, most importantly, remember, you can book it right now specifically with dreams unlimited travel get in touch with one of our agents and we'll be able to help you out and get you in with the best rate that is possible so that's going to do it for sapphire falls let's move on for our next big story so uh islands of adventure i think it gets some love from us every now and then every kind of every chance we can give it every chance we can give it well it got love from TripAdvisor because well uh, Islands of Adventure beat out all the other Central Florida theme parks to be considered the top theme park in the world in TripAdvisor's 2015 Rhino's Choice really? Award. What is, Sorry, Rhino, that's when people advise you on what <laughs> trips to yeah. take. Because it sounds like what it is. It's a website and an app. What's a website? And an app. There's an app for it. I'm you sorry, I ruined it. Is TripAdvisor like the number one? app for, for advising on trips it all depends on some people will live by like only using yelp for everything yelp's terrible uh i use TripAdvisor just because I, well i started to use it a lot in europe because they have a thing where you can actually download all of like the restaurants and activities to do in a city so like on my phone whenever i couldn't get a signal i would still know everything oh, so that was around buzz yeah and let you know or whatever. Yeah, I guess I could. They have an offline one, yeah. so you, that way you can use it if you're in foreign countries and you don't have that connection. That's cool. anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like TripAdvisor, and you know, I I give back by writing comments and reviews on the places I go just to help better advise other people. So yeah, based on the fact that I use it, it's good. I'm um, surprised this, you said worldwide too. I was thinking United States when I heard that they had won their award. I'm I'm just trusting what we wrote about it. Oh, okay. So uh, also. It beat out um, Discovery Cove, which was honored in the top spot last year. Uh, the Walt Disney World Parks came in a little bit lower. Magic Kingdom was three. Hollywood Studios was five. What the heck were they smoking? <laughs> Hollywood Studios should have been should one of the last been on slot the on that list. Should have yeah. been. Yeah. It should have been went there. Sorry, no longer trust TripAdvisor. <laughs> TripAdvisor is wrong. This award means nothing. Well, I'm just I'm 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 a little confused because you know like. Um, the the Thea Awards and stuff like that, and then um, you know when you just l- take a look at uh, when you take a look at um, gro- you know revenue and mm-hmm. people coming in, um, it's always Disney. It's always the yeah. Magic Kingdom to Disneyland, Epcot, and then maybe in the top twenty five, Universal will either get Universal or Islands of Adventure. Mm-hmm. So why is this so different? Um, I mean. Here's well before I finish that I'll say number six then came in to be Universal Studios Florida so here's my theory on it uh, it's not a sound theory it's not it might not be the correct one but I think just the people who actually took the time to vote preferred it I yeah. mean that's just it, it comes down to it like you think you know, it's a demographic thing that more people in the age group or demographic that are likely to use TripAdvisor are more likely to go to Universal I would say that's a good thought on it and then. 
the other thought that I have regarding it is sometimes you have stuff like they uh, make fun of it in like movies and TV shows. Two candidates are going up against each other so hard that then everyone forgets to vote. And it's just the one person who comes in and votes for uh, Ralph Wiggum to become class president, stuff like that. It's it, it could be a number of things. Not However, that analogy you just said, because I mean, I know the Simpsons reference you're making, but I don't understand what that had to do with what you just said. Well, I'm just saying maybe so many like, oh, I just got it. Like okay. with Disney fans, they have four parks to choose from where Universal fans, they have two to choose from. So right. while people are deciding what Disney am I going to vote for, what Disney I'm going to vote for, people, people like, at Universal, yeah. they have it. And if they haven't been there since um, since Diagon Alley opened up. Before Diagon Alley opened up, it was Islands of Adventure all the way. All the yeah. way. That was always going to win it. I mean, and even like Universal, they they track based on guests leaving the same way does Disney does. They do their questionnaires, people are leaving, mm-hmm. and guest satisfaction mm-hmm. on it. And I know firsthand that Universal stresses on this hardcore. Like yeah. even I, I'm going to assume even more than Disney stresses on how to get their guest uh, satisfaction numbers up. So. Uh, it makes it, it's not really that surprise to me that a universal park came in the top spot because they they are striving for better guest service and keeping people happy there. Uh, something that we've complained about on the Disney World show that Disney seems to be just starting to lack. And even though this is a Traveler's Choice Awards and it's not the experts in the fields and stuff, you still have to take this with a little yeah. bit of uh, what it's worth. I and think that's I think that's big think it is so congratulations islands of adventure i will continue to visit you until you let me down in life <laughs> then i'll uh, drop you like a i'm not gonna finish that <laughs> i'm gonna habit. drop you like a cheap bad habit <laughs> so let's talk about our final buzz item uh, a very controversial item and one that i don't want to go on too long about Please. because i know i've already had to hear rhino say pretty much all his points i believe before we started this show so uh that's sharknado 3 I can limit my points to just a few things. Sharknado 3, <laughs> oh hell no, premiered he's last night. Up. I watched it this on morning. On Sci-Fi Channel. And, uh, so, you just said it again. Oh hell no. Oh hell no. So for people who don't know yet, and you've been living under a bubble, and you decided to just start watching or listening to us for the first time now, uh, Sharknado is a semi-popular film, sci-fi film original made-for-TV series not series, just films uh, that is based around the fact that weird weather patterns pop up where tornadoes suck up sharks. Oh, exclusively sharks. Exclusively not sharks. Yeah. There's no stingrays. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw what might have been an eel unleashes last havoc. And in the first Sharknado, it was set in Los Angeles and then it moved on to. Uh, New York, New York City, and Sharknado, the second one, and then it worked its way down to Washington D.C., all the way down the East Coast to Orlando, and then back over to the side of the coast to uh, to Cape Canaveral in Sharknado Three. Oh hell no! So the big deal and the reason why we're talking about it is because uh, we knew that it was being filmed at Universal. Mm-hmm. Couple months back, uh, it was definitely thrown all out there that this was a Universal. Oh yeah, it, it was featuring Universal in it. But 
the big surprise was I did not expect how much it was actually going to feature Universal in it. I mean, the Universal was almost used as like a separate character. And it feels like they weren't filming for that long. How did they do that? No, that I think it was like three days, maybe. And it, then the turn, I'm sorry, the turnaround of that for the special effects and stuff is crazy. It had to have been like February or March. February at the earliest. And because I'd already been here for a little while, like working here, because I remember us talking about it. So, like, that's what? March, April, we'll say February. So, March, April, May, that's June. five months. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Just, just okay. Well, I, got, I didn't want to skip one. There's easy ways around that, though. First, the special effects are awful, and they could have easily <laughs> just used the same effects from the last movies and just make it work on this one, except for several effects like a shark riding up and down the ride track on the Hollywood <laughs> Rip Ride Rocket, uh, attempting to eat Chris Jericho. Uh, successfully. <laughs> successfully. Attempts to Spoiler eat three, three times a charm okay. on that I shark. I haven't seen it yet, guys. Uh, I'm not going to ruin the end, because there isn't really one. Now I know Chris Jericho dies. Here's the big spoiler, well, you though. Know. They Y2J. get these celebrity cameos specifically to kill them and make fun with it. Yeah, there's a lot. So... Like, like in the movie, this is the end. They did a very similar yeah. thing. It's the cameos are here. You don't expect the cameos to live. If they live, it's disappointing. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, like Jerry Springer standing outside of Bruce over in the Jaws area, but it turns out that it's not the Bruce. Wait, was Jerry Springer the guy know. who wanted to get his picture taken? Yeah. Oh, that was a highlight for me. That was the moment. Of th- I didn't. I didn't realize that was Jerry Springer. He was yeah. so excited to. He stopped. Oh, mind you, I'm going to set the scene here. The sharks are already falling from everywhere. People are running and screaming. And this one gentleman is trying to stop this Amazon-like woman who's got boobs and guns. And so, as women always do. Yeah, you know, always. Uh, and lots of like leather and lace and whatever. And she, so she's going down the street. He's like, "Ma'am, ma'am, I need a picture. I need a picture. You know, take my picture." And she's like, "Oh, fine." Like was one does um, in an emergency situation. We stop for photos, and he goes to take his picture, and you're like, "Uh oh, that shark might be moving." And then it eats him. I thought, "How did that shark replace Bruce?" How did it get itself all tied up there? Wait. These wait, are things I'm wait, like, wait, Rhino, what's going Rhino, on? Rhino, please tell us how the sharks came from outer space, please. Oh, again. that's later. That's, that's later, later on. That's later. Yeah, whole week, I, got a, I got a couple of things I, uh, I want to point out here. Before, first, we, before we get too far <laughs> into this, which, like I said, we're not going to go super long on this one <laughs> yeah. because there's only so much that it has to deal with Universal. Uh, but for the record, I'm going to speak for myself and then slightly rhino uh jl hasn't seen the movies yet as she just said dustin none of them none of them at all well he showed me some clips i've only seen the third one rhino's only watched the third one and he only watched it for this i've watched all the other ones i understand going into this that it was a sci-fi movie that was a b movie the people knew they were making it for sci-fi so it had to be stupid it had to be dumb and then it ended up being a huge hit and you know, then everyone wanted to get involved in it and be that cameo and get just be a part of the stupidity in it. Because when do actors ever get to have fun with themselves and get to do dumb things like this? I, I understand it fully. I'm not an idiot. I totally get it. I'm on board. However, it was cool. The first one, it was funny. The second one, it still worked. And then finally you get to this one and now it's just it's starting to get sad it's starting to get repetitive and sad that being said it featured universal so prominently the first time since bring it on in it to win it uh, <laughs> another one then, of my whenever favorites. that shows on tv they blur out the universal yeah. stuff 
but I'm trying to make it pretend like it's somewhere else. <laughs> they lost the rights. Oh, is that what happened? Nah. I think that, I, I <laughs> think your point is good. I mean, I would. I'm actually interested to watch this just because it takes place in Universal. Yeah. Yeah. The same way I would watch something just because it takes place in Disney World. And mm-hmm. one thing I also want to point out in all this, I, I know a lot of people will probably disagree, but. I thought they handled Universal so, so, so well in it that they didn't sell it like a commercial all the time. There were moments where, uh, like, Bo Derek and Tara Reader, well, we got to go to the Cabana Bay Resort. They were pushing them for and, those express passes real hard. Oh, yeah. They were pushing express <laughs> passes. In the middle VIP. of a Sharknado. Yeah. She was, it was at the beginning, and she's Here's like, these will get you to the pool. Ahead of everybody else, Let like, me, did Chris Jericho have an express pass when he got eaten he was, by the shark on Rip Ride Rocket? On the Rip Ride Rocket, yeah, he's the Rip Ride Rocket attendant, and oh, he's wearing okay. some sleeves to cover up his tattoos. Yeah, and uh, but so I don't think they overly <coughs> sold it. Unlike what I want to complain about, I used to love the Disney World episodes, and I think they did them much better in the nineties. House selling it house. as a commercial than they do. Like I, I know you enjoy it, but whenever the middle did their episode and they walk up oh well we use magic bands now they go around your wrist and they let you into anywhere you want to go and, and like it was just everything it was awful it was that was literally just a half an hour commercial for everything we'll see and i don't i don't feel like this was it did have its moments where it sold it it had moments that pissed me off because if you're gonna talk about cabana bay don't call it Cabana Bay Resort. Call it Cabana Bay Beach Resort. That's the name of the freaking hotel. And they don't even get it right in the movie. And and uh, for the most part, they didn't also set up a lot of the stuff at Universal looking like it was a commercial. I mean, they kept it very natural because, well, whenever you can only have time to do one scene and one take on it, and then you have to move on to get done with the movie because it's coming out in a couple months. I mean, it just it, – it felt – more fluid than some of these stage Disney ones where it takes one time to see and look in the background and you see everyone roped off and yeah. not allowed anywhere near this. That like, was actually what I was thinking, like the opening shot where I was like, wow, there's a lot of people and it's like broad middle yeah. of the day daylight. It's not like clearly they filmed this at dawn or they filmed it yeah. late or anything like that. It, w- it just looked like a regular day and people just going into the park. So And it was a like a overhead shot. Yeah. So it was and the main characters are right there. So, so I hate I hated it. Every part of it. Um, will I watch the fourth one whenever it comes out? Yes, because apparently well, I'm the spineless jellyfish that they're looking for whenever they're trying to attract viewers uh, to this crap. But um, I feel like the way to watch this would be like to watch the Riff Tracks version. Yeah, or, I mean, just or hanging out, having a party, sitting around with friends, drinking, Watching eating Doritos, doing whatever. Watching descend from the sky and give birth to babies. Yeah. So I have to I have to disagree with you about it not being a commercial though because you're thinking like as a commercial for Orlando, but this was a commercial for NBC Universal like Comcast it, because it, there was Xfinity posters everywhere in this. The, it was on the Sci-Fi Channel, which is owned by NBC, and then it was at a theme park owned by NBC. Which so every moment in this movie was but branding for their company as a whole. But he's not it specifically. Wasn't in your face. We're not the average person. We already. I I know that Xfinity is Comcast. You know that Xfinity. We all know that. We know what entails with it. The average. Joe, what did well the reviews I read leading up to this was always that, call like, them the Joe somebodies or whatever. Joe but blows. Regardless, he does. The average, um. the average American person sitting at home watching this doesn't 
know all this stuff. We're this is for Universal this, fans. Well, this is it's funny because like the review I read was that was the number one complaint was that this one seemed like it was a giant advertisement versus the other ones. I, I I mean I agree. Like I think the park was represented the way it looks. Like I don't think there was any sort of like glamour to it at all. I, I, I don't really care about that stuff because I figure that's where you are. It's on it's a low budget, like they gotta pay for the movie somehow. So you gotta yeah. throw your sponsor in there somewhere. You know, like it's always the Coke in the background, drink Coke. But I, my favorite part was when his uh when he was on Rip Ride Rocket and the uh the cart came loose and threw him and the shark through the roof of the Twister attraction, which we'll be talking about in the same episode. But he just lands in the attraction and goes, Ugh. Like, like that he didn't kill him from a roller coaster <laughs> hundreds of feet away. He's somehow strapped in his ride vehicle, crashes through the roof, released from the ride vehicle. I don't know how because they don't really show that. They just show the whole vehicle go through, but then it's just this one guy that's like, ah. <laughs> and it's just this crazy, like, it's fun. I think it's it's one of those movies that yeah. it's a lot of fun if you've just gone on vacation there and you can be like my another one of my highlights was the disaster ride being featured on here because it was it was. It was the disaster ride, and they're on the tram, and the water, when the water, the tank comes down, they're like, oh, look at that. That's cool. And the water comes out. All the sharks are in the water. So she grabs a selfie stick, which are no longer allowed at Universal. <laughs> no, they're which still now allowed. You can see why they're... That's oh, they're... Walt Disney oh, World. Oh, okay. Sorry. But she uh, <laughs> kills a shark with it and takes a photo of the inside of the shark. All right. Yeah. Clearly, you haven't been to Universal in a while because everyone who got turned away from having selfie sticks at Disney just goes to Universal now. And it's just like a parade of people with selfie sticks in the air. It's awful. Uh, It's just it's terrible. Um, Yeah, there were those moments. They climb in the freaking Universal globe that gets knocked off and ends up on top of the the lighthouse lighthouse outside of (laughs) Islands of Adventure. There's so much Universal in it. as a theme park fan, yes, it is commercialized. As a person looking at it from the onset, the you don't know that much about Universal, but you're watching this. Could it maybe convince you to go you to, to a it? Trip? No, yeah. I don't think they're just necessarily selling it, but at the same time, they could implant that in the back of your head. Uh, regardless, I think that people who like seeing their theme parks and their favorite media, this is something that you should take the time to watch uh, just after make sure to go and rate it on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb about how awful it is and be honest. And that's going to do it for the buzz this week. Uh, We are going to skip the mid-show shuffle. Uh, One, because I don't want Rhino to do his dance. I hate that dance. No shimmies today. Second, we need to just jump right into the... Our awesome segment, 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 our spotlight on the universe, which this week is our twister dot, 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 ride it out universal hall of fame. Uh, Sorry, I just got, got emotional. Recently heavily featured in the sci-fi hit movie, Shark. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. You know, that is a place where you can go and see uh, part of twister in it. So twister, ride it out. Uh, We've, we've talked about this so much on the show before um it's just one of those rides that is always relevant it's even jenny lynn knopp even did an article on about it i sure on it about it you just did one recently about uh families which will be an upcoming segment so we won't get that much into the family aspect of it on this one since we will have that coming up later but uh twister is a very a very important attraction that's near and dear to all of our hearts Mm. i think is this sarcastic? Right. Are you being sarcastic? 
Um, no. I feel that way about the movie. I don't know about the yeah, attraction. I was just going to say, I, I like the movie a lot. I know you don't like it, but I, I, I enjoy watching that movie a lot. It's, it's based on a movie? Helen Hunt, Bill Pullman. <laughs> Bill Pullman? Paxton. Paxton. I always do that. I'm so sorry. Bill Pullman is independent. One is the president of our country. One is a tornado, a storm chaser. Easily confusable. Again, I I apologize for Rhino today. He's off his game just a little bit, but then again, he started his morning with Sharknado 3, so how can we really judge him on this one? Uh, But Twister Ride It Out is a walkthrough attraction i guess is the easiest way to put it that is based in new york at universal studios florida and it is based off of the 1996 hit film disaster film twister starring philip seymour hoffman starring philip seymour hoffman cameron fry from ferris bueller's day off carrie um carrie princess bride fame the bug-eyed person that's driving him around who you've seen in a million other movies before but you never learned his name and then uh bill pullman of course and uh <laughs> bill pullman, yep. and, and uh, uh helen helen mirren the, wife, <laughs> the wife um bill bill pullman uh Paxton. Bill Paxton's yeah. wife in that movie is also like the lead of that show. Still standing. With still Fred standing. Flintstone. Fred yeah. Flintstone. Yeah. Well, see, I know him as the squire from uh, A Night's nice Tale. Tale. I know him he, from that movie where they all strip down in London. He's also oh, yeah. called, What's it called? Full Monty. Full Monty. Yeah. 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 He's also the king in uh, the original King in Game of Thrones. Uh, so yeah, true. Robert, he's Robert Baratheon. Yep. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, he wasn't on there very long. Nope. Oh, sorry, spoiler. Oh, it's geez. been five freaking years. And it's called a Game of Thrones because they're trying to take over his throne. <sighs> That's the game? Great. <laughs> so, Twister. It is that walkthrough attraction that is essentially they're trying to simulate how awful a tornado could actually be if it runs through a town while at the same time showing off their special effects that they can do and how they can make all this stuff for a movie. So it's it's kind of broken down into several several Ages. fashions. Yeah. So first, you know, you're walking through the queue and it's it's not a heavily themed queue. This isn't this isn't Gringotts, so don't expect this whenever you're walking it's into it. It's basically a queue with TV screens up above where you can watch. Uh, it's not even that. When you first start off, it's like one of the random um, things that hold all the balls that go up into the tornado and uh, a Wakita sign. And then my favorite is uh, there's a billboard with a weather person on the side. And the weather person that's in that was one of my managers whenever I first started. <laughs> so, they didn't even so. get a talent. They didn't even get talent. Uh, no, but oh. she's a lovely lady. I love her. Um, oh, man. And then finally, whenever you enter the showroom, it's the first one you go into. It starts off and you have video screens. And then from there, you move into the next room that's a little more themed because it seemed like uh, Aunt Meg's house in the movie whenever, you know, steak we all know eggs, the baby. Aunt Meg house. And it, uh, that part of the movie always makes me so and, hungry. And, uh, I actually really yeah. like that room. Steak I do too. Cool. I agree. So good. This kind of eerie and creepy. Oh yeah. yeah, it's a heavily themed room and then from there, then you move into the main showroom where they simulated Twister and kind of try to recreate the drive-in scene right. from the movie. Uh, but before we get to 
really going through each part and kind of getting a little more in depth with it. I'm just, we're going to show just a brief highlight reel. It's only three minutes long. Uh, for those of you listening to it, you'll be able to watch it on our uh, show notes page. I'll try to get it up somehow. Um, and then because this one's not going to go on YouTube, we'll have a full tribute to Twister later on. But those of you watching now, uh, you're going to see it. It's our little brief overview of what Twister likes. So check it out. Okay, well, that was your uh, little look at Twister Ride It Out. Uh, for those of you who haven't experienced it before, I, I, I hope it didn't give too much of it away. Uh, if I didn't mention it at the start of the segment, the whole reason why we uh, decided to jump ahead and do Twister Ride It Out right now is because there is a very, very good chance that it will not be a, around with us much longer. We talked about it before, but... Uh, the, the closer and closer it gets, the more it's looking like uh, it's going to be gone maybe even within the next month or two. And uh, hopefully it'll survive the Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, hopefully it survives a little bit on after so uh, people have a chance to actually get here and ride it that are just starting to discover the news now. But Experience it. Experience it. Sorry, not ride it. That was a bad way to say it. I'm sorry, Bill Pullman. <laughs> well, my favorite actor, Bill yeah. Pullman. Sorry, I, I screw up and say ride once, but you just call him the wrong name. But... So, Twister was obviously a, uh, it was a pretty big movie whenever it first came out, and it seemed good at the time. It seemed really good at the time, and I think for some of us, uh, especially the three guys in the room, we have a lot of nostalgia with it, because I I know it was in, like, the string of movies with, like, Independence Day, that it was some of the first PG-13 movies that my parents (laughs) were taking me to in theater, so this, this was right up there, uh, JL, did you have an emotional attachment to Twister growing up? No, but I did to Independence Day. Yeah. I'd like to talk about that movie, but... (laughs) I just watched it for Independence Day. We will not go quietly into the night. (laughs) Sorry. Well, we will do our uh, Independence Day show... Probably never, since it, unless it's not at Universal. No, you don't know. We, I mean, we. There's two movies coming out next. One next summer. One the following summer. That we. They could be huge, and maybe Universal. That's the next thing to go there. Who knows? Yeah, no, that would be great if it if it ever comes out eventually. But, um, so Twister wasn't an opening attraction with opening day, obviously, because well. You know, whenever the park opened up, Twister wasn't out yet, but it did replace Ghostbusters, Ugh. the Ghostbusters show, um, which made me sad. Well, it was time to go for that, and it was apparently Twister's time to come in. And uh, as Bill Bill Paxton describes during uh, some of the pre-shows and stuff, that Twister was a challenge to make because right whenever they started filming, that's whenever tornadoes started hitting all around the filming locations and actually hit Wakita and. Uh, he explains this as well as Helen Hunt do all throughout the pre-shows. And I, we've described it before. The script for this attraction is just so awful. It's so it, awkward. It's unbearable. Mm-hmm. It's it's to the point that whoever wrote the script should have been fired because it's almost at the point that they were just ad-libbing. Well, it's because with, the two of them hated each other, so they didn't want to be in the same they had to um, place at the same time. So they had to like write it for two separate things too uh, i not guess. even that just the hyperboles that go along in the show where scientists classify tornadoes as a severe storm like no crap i'm not a moron <laughs> i i understand that it's like a hurricane it's like all this other stuff well, some, it is intense. I, do, do, I mean, some other people from other places might 
not ex- <laughs> know what a tornado yeah, is. Well, maybe I don't. I don't know. I know what scientists a- call the F five tornado the finger of God. <laughs> That's from the movie itself. It's a really yeah. good uh, impression, actually. Um, I might. One of my favorite bits in the pre-show is when. Bill Paxton that we just saw in that video. So if you're listening, go check it out. Bill Pullman starts talking, and then Helen Hunt starts like, and he does this look, like I guess they told him the sideways. Yeah, we're gonna look at it, and then it like crossfades, and it just looks like he's pondering (laughs) about her and what's crossfading behind him. Yeah, and as we said, they hated each other after filming this movie together, but they had to they had to continue on working, especially for something like this. So I'm sure they were contractually obligated to do so many things after it uh this was one of them and so they had to compromise by just literally doing in the first pre-show having two different screens side by side and so they were cued you'll do your line and then you'll look to the side and that's because they're going to start talking but you only have to look for so long because then as dustin said crossfade let me ask you this question making let me ask you this question this came i mean these are these are Two rides that are, you know, in the general area, at least for the movies are, uh, same time frame of Twister and The Mummy, right? And you think you've got the same creative team at Universal. How do they come up with The Mummy? And it's, But I'm specifically referring to, like, the pre-show aspects of it, where even though you can say it's whatever you want about it, it's it's light and fun, and Brendan Fraser's having a good time with it. You can tell he <laughs> wants to be there. <laughs> Versus this is like like really serious. I will answer that in the only way that I know how to. And that's to say that Twister opened up in March of 1989 or 89. Wow. March of 1998. uh, Or sorry, it was supposed to open up in March 1998. But then there was a string of tornadoes that actually hit central Florida whenever they were going to open it. And so they thought that it would be insensitive. They thought it would be insensitive to open it up during all that happening so they delayed it until may and then it was finally open but then revenge of the mummy didn't open up until 2005 oh so they God, had really they had plenty of time to learn from their okay. uh, previous mistakes and then also get better and uh you know they had a lot of shift in uh what cre- universal creative was doing in that time period and disney imagineers coming over and they, they went through a lot so that obviously would be my take on the explanation of why it got so much better yeah. between those two, just having new talent. Um, but yeah, so you go out of the first pre-show where they clearly hate each other. You move into the second one, into Aunt Meg's house. And as we said, this is actually a really cool part of it. Um, it's very dark in there, hard to take pictures. So whenever we do our full video tribute, we'll try to get some of those little touches in as much as we can. But it does a great job of simulating a wrecked house has a little couple hidden nods and gestures along in there that uh we won't spoil for you but just keep your eyes out to everything as you're walking around you might see some some little funniness all along in there but like then a car like like a car and then uh they play the other video in there where they explain again the tornadoes are still very powerful um if you didn't get it the first time around my guess is they just didn't want people to wait outside even longer, so they decided to do two pre-shows before getting yeah. to the main show. Uh, but then you go into that main show, and you're on three different levels. Uh, the first one, you, you could get wet. Some of the other ones, you're safe from it. And no. uh, The third one, you can get wet on, too. You can? I've 
I had I water dumped on my head once because, like, I don't know if it was malfunctioning or something, but it was literally like the end of the show, and boom, like it's some somebody had taken a bucket and dumped it on my head. What's the uh, what's the arrangement there in the audience? Is it kind of like the water tank at the backlot tour? Yeah, yeah. standing, it's like that. yeah, three staggered standing rows as you're going across, um, and those are even built up on a platform because there's a little surprise at the end, but. I'm not going to spoil that for anyone who hasn't done it yet. But yeah, it, so it's You've a standing. Got two weeks. What's that? You've got two weeks. You to got do some it. time. Yeah. Not much. Uh, but yeah, you, you're standing up for the whole thing, and there's water effects, uh, especially ones that come from behind you, so it can kind of catch you off guard. I've never had to the point that I've gotten soaked, soaked. on it. I was angry. Yeah, that must have been a malfunction. Because. Um, He's still bitter. Look at it was, him over I, there. I, it's, it's, I'd never been on the ride and ever gotten that wet before, and it was not Attraction. Like warned. Oh, experience. Like, you didn't say it when Dustin said ride. Um, and <laughs> I don't even remember. Uh, anyway, it was just it would. So be careful about being the last one on the end of the row because I think it was like a runoff or something mm. like that. Um, so you're standing there and it's dark. It's very dark in there. And like I said before, it's the drive-in scene, a little bit altered adding in a little bit extra stuff because it would just be boring if it was an open drive-through when it comes through. <laughs> they're not playing the they, uh, shining. They're not blaming the shining. I just don't think they could get those rights or it would have been a little bit too expensive to get. Jack um, Nicholson. But then they actually do, as you saw from the video, if you didn't, if you watched it, they have the ability to actually create a tornado that's indoors. Um, and I've heard at one point in time that the tornado is actually always running. It's like just an effect that's constantly going through the day, and then you that's, just can't see it. Yeah, they you have to add the smoke to that it. whirlpool, and then they add the whirl tunnel or whatever, and then they add the smoke to it. I've never worked at the ride or so anything. you could walk out there and just be like, it'd be quiet and just the stuff's blowing up around you if you walk near. I have no idea because of course they're going to have extra fans all around to really yeah. make it seem worse than it is. So that it could absolutely be true. Uh, I guess we should just ask Shane at some point since he did work oh, yeah, there at right, one point yeah. in time. Uh, feel dumb for not doing that before, but yeah, the the it gets dark, it's lightning, and then that tornado kicks up, and then the signs start moving and shaking. the The car, the truck, starts pulling out and hits a fire hydrant. The tree and splits in half. Tree splits mm-hmm. in half. Cows everything. fly across the room. Oh, the cows. We got cows. We got cows. Oh, you beat me to that's it. Another cow. <laughs> I think that's the same cow. And the good news is then, too, they get Dorothy up in. They get Dorothy in the air. Mm-hmm. It sails across. Um, Without her little things, though. I've got to say, I Pepsi watching can. the show, I always stand there and watch it. And I'm like, good God. I feel so bad if anyone's ever waited more than 20 or 30 minutes for this. Like, this is just a it's a shame, to say the least. But then watching it back on the video actually kind of impressed me. I was like, oh, it's kind of better on the video than it's in real life. <laughs> because and you have like I cool angles and that. stuff like that in the video. Yeah. Like, but it's not really how you see it. That that's what that's the that's the kind of interesting thing about this ride is that when you're watching it, it's so your eyes are so much farther pulled back than that camera yeah. is. That They're also adjusted. You don't have the um like it doesn't have the strobe effect that it does in the video. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of, I mean, I guess that's just a so whole thought can, on modern technology and actual movie making itself. Yeah. So which that's, which is I think is very interesting. Yeah. Like I because it, it kind of like actually ties into that original theme of the ride too. I so. never even thought about that as we were starting this. This is movie making mm-hmm. in motion. 
it's interesting. But that's the ride. Then you dump out into a gift shop, uh, and you can buy lots of cow souvenirs and Sharknado souvenirs. My favorite and- souvenir we got here as a child was the cup you could get. You push the button, and it milks the chocolate milk for you. It was a twister cup. My brother got it. It was always so cool. <laughs> they still sell it, but now it's cow patterned. It was cooler when it was a twister one. I know exactly what you're talking. Okay, about. I, I was like, I don't, I don't know, cyclone cup. I don't know what they're called. Thank you. Thank you. You're so, <laughs> so that's the ride itself. Um, we've we've talked about all the various things that could possibly go be going into it. Uh, just on the Sharknado theme, Sharknado is not going into it. Um, it's pretty much set in stone at this point that it's probably going to be a Jimmy Fallon type attraction. Uh, but while this is here and while, while we still have chances to do it and while it's fresh in our minds, how do we feel about this one entering the hall of fame? Should it go into the hall of fame? And I'm going to start with Jenny Lynn. I am torn about this, truly. Um, I have a sentimental attachment to Twister because it was the first universal attraction that I ever did. Oh, wow. Um, However, this attraction is a joke. (laughs) She Um, went in for laughs. Basically. (laughs) You know, it's it's kind of, it's cool because it's able to, it does have a bit of a creep factor to it, an eerie feeling to it. But at the same time, I feel like this attraction takes itself too seriously. You can tell that they're trying to go for a very serious, um, heavy tone, and then you go into this special effects so show, awkward, and it's uh, it's actually comical in some parts. And um, the plastic cow, basically, the cow is is the climax of comedy here. Um, I don't know. I want to say yes, just because it has that classic feel. You know, it's almost like Carousel of Progress at the Magic Kingdom in some ways. But Wow. <laughs> and now you just offended everyone who loves Walt Disney out there Sorry. and his ideals of the future. But never mind. Okay. Maybe not Carousel of Progress. Definitely but, not. <laughs> but it's, there's something that, you know, it feels like. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because it was the first ride I went on. It feels like what we will one day look back on as classic Universal. So I want to say yes, but at the same time, this attraction is so terrible. And I don't feel like I can say yes. I'm going with no. Okay. Dustin. All right. For me, this attraction is a prime example of novelty. They had one idea when they made it, that we are going to create an actual twister in the room. That was really cool to show off that technology when the ride first opened, the attraction first opened. And after you've done it once and you've seen it, you really don't want to do it again. And now that technology just doesn't seem as cool as some other attraction technology that's out there. And for me, it's, it's, a, it's a novelty as, has worn off, and it's no longer relevant. The movie's not relevant, and the technology's not relevant. So I got to go with no. I'm sorry. Oh, that's a, that's a very good point. And uh, the part of the Hall of Fame for me, whenever I would go into voting for a Hall of Fame attraction, is even if the 
technology doesn't remain state-of-the-art all the time, does the experience you get with it remain state-of-the-art? Like, you know, the, the old classic dark rides at Disney. A lot of those would make it into a Disney Hall of Fame. Most of them. Uh, simple technology didn't take much. It's just it can transcend time. Uh, the tornado in Twister has not withstood the test of time That's because not timeless um is this the only park that has it too yeah i mean i could i could flush poop down the toilet and get almost more enjoyment than i get from watching that tornado happening does the uh, tornado go a different way if they made it in australia does it no. spin <laughs> riddles also also the technology I, I see what you're saying about uh, you know dark rides and stuff like that. The technology is not the attraction. The technology is to support the story. Yeah. Whereas here, the technology is what you're coming in to look at. That's the whole point. I want to see. I want to see stuff blow up. I want to see the twister that they create. And when that is the attraction itself, yeah. Then it's more likely to not stand the test I, of time. I would more or less appreciate Twister. If it was a quick walkthrough experience where you don't have the videos, you don't have the pre-shows, an exhibit, yes. It doesn't do anything like the big surprise at the end. It's just, you know, nice lighted pathways that you can walk through. So you stop in. If you want to see the tornado happening, then you can stay and hang out for a couple minutes and be like, oh, and then, oh, they're going to do the effects and then they're going to reset and they're going to do it again. But to like to ever make people wait for this thing and then to be so disappointed. And I do agree that it's one of these rides is so bad. It's good. This is, this is one of the best definitions of so bad. It's good. However, um, it, no, it's, you, you don't put in so bad. It's good into a hall of fame. That just doesn't happen. I love, I love, uh, I love Helen hunt and I love bill Paxton fighting each other. It's classic comedy gold, but, it's not Hall of Fame. I loved Bill Paxton in Spaceballs. He was great. Yeah, he was. Well, Lone I, Star. Lone Lone Star. Yeah. I had another point that I wanted to make before Rhino gets one, to say anything. One more point. Um, this Twister would also be really good as a section of disaster. Instead of its yeah. own attraction, yeah. it would be much that. better. Like the thing before you get on the, yeah. the tram. I get. I agree that's a with that. that's a really good thought. I mean, it's not going to matter it's because disaster's probably going away yeah. anyways, too. So, but then again, uh, that's that exhibit feel to it. Yeah, more of an attraction. Uh, how old were you when you were you like a kid, JL, or were you an adult when you did this? I was an adult. I didn't ride. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was she a was, kid? <laughs> when yeah, I, when it, I experienced it, was yeah. I a kid? Is what he's asking. Because no, I was an adult. It actually was in 2011, yeah. and I had snuck into the park, and that was one of the only things uh, still open. I see. Uh, so I'm the only one in this room who did it as a child when it first opened. Um, and I still remember what it was like to get into that room and like stand in that row and watch this scene happen. And I also remember the queue, like, which I do still think is cool, the part with the car and the house and everything like that and um you know i was i like i said before on the show like i was a kid who like i think universal was my favorite theme park as a kid because i didn't like roller coasters and stuff like that i liked things that told stories and especially somebody who loves movies so much i love being like in a movie um you know and that um, definitely does this you know and yeah and so like i i try to think like it's I I 
think I maybe it should be in there because it's been here for so long. And yes, I think it's been irrelevant for a while for sure. But but I I still have that like thrilling experience that I remember the first time I did this where it was I was never disappointed. You know, it, the first couple of times I even did it because I we'd come down yearly like um, and I didn't remember it like to the T. But I don't know. So for me, like. I think having read it when it wrote it or experienced it when it first opened, then I would, I don't know. You're allowed to say yes. I, I, I'm just, I'm, to I'm trying it. to like think though, because I do agree with everything you guys have said about it right now. As an adult, having experienced all these theme parks, having, you know, this being our daily life now versus like the child that came in and saw this. And I think it'll always be with me in my memory of Universal. You say Universal and it is one of the attractions I'll think of. And for that reason alone, I think it belongs in the Hall of Fame. So you're saying yes. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. Uh, As with all of these voting processes, uh, we are not the ones deciding. We're letting everyone else who follows us and is on the boards decide. So, But we're giving I mean, you something to think about. We're giving you stuff to think about here. And, uh, I mean, I personally, I go on and vote, too, because I want to have my way with it. And I tried. Everyone I couldn't is, figure it out. Everyone else, well, you have to register for a board's account. First, I did. I even left a message on my fan club board last night. Oh, that was... That I told them, this is the first message. Somebody help me change my profile picture. Well, I'll, we'll, we'll help you. Okay. We'll, we'll get you sorted out. Um, so that'll be up to you. And there will be a link to to where you can vote in the show notes, uh, but it will be on the podcast section of the board. I decided to go away from the universal section and go back to the podcast part. So you'll be able to see it in there a little bit later on, unless you're listening to this in the next couple days or weeks or months. And, uh, you know, it's, you missed out. You, you let the boat sail past you and it's gone. But, uh, before we go on that note, I want to talk about our last hall of fame one. We did all four Seuss attractions, the ones that matter at least, you know, we didn't do oh the stories you'll hear, sadly. No, you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Especially with that new Dr. Seuss book coming out. What? Yeah, there's a new one. Look it up, BuzzFeed. But we put together High in the Sky, Seuss Trolley, Train Ride, Cat in the Hat, Carousel, and One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish, Blue Fish, Blue. sorry. Uh, and we asked you guys to vote on them. And Who made the cut? Well, who made the cut? High in the Sky, Seuss Trolley Train Ride did not make it in. It was... You are not getting a they, rose. <laughs> they are not getting a rose. The Cat in the Hat made it in. Kara Susel had the worst punishing defeat of not making it in, but did not get unanimously voted out of it. Otherwise, we would have had to give it a special award. <laughs> and... Then one fish, two fish, red fish, boo fish, uh, did also not make it into it. So it's cat in the hat. Out of that, just cat in the hat. Uh, it turns out that I could have just put one up and said <laughs> you can only vote for one to get in, and uh, it would have worked out. But cat in the hat has made it in. So now they joined Jurassic Park River Adventure uh, in the Hall of Fame. So definitely get out there, vote for Twister. Got to add something from the studios in there. And we still do have other big shows coming up, including uh, the E.T. Hall of Fame. Um, uh, we're still going to do that Beetlejuice one, I promise, as well as a Terminator one. We're going to get them all in. I got a good feeling for E.T. I think he's going to be doing okay. Oh, yeah. He better. Yeah. He, I mean, it, that's a shoe win. I will throw my yeah. shoe in right now on it. 
Uh, but before we go, I just want to remind everyone, uh, disunplug.com again, find our show notes as well as uh, links to all the other shows that we have done as well as the other shows in our podcast network, including The Trip with Jenny Lynn Knopp and Teresa Eccles, as well as our Disney World show and the audio-only Disneyland show. Uh, and then there you'll find our contact information, how to get to our Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram, all those good things that we're constantly, well, constantly by daily posting as long as the, you know, I don't forget and uh, screw everything up, which sometimes it does happen. But check out all those places. Uh, there you'll find our email, too. So that way you can send us an email if you want. You will podcast at disunplug.com. You can still leave us voicemails. I don't know if we've gotten any, but... There's always that chance that someone did. And you can find that under disunplugged slash contact. Uh, and with that, that's going to do it for this episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. We will be back next week with an email show. But until then, Sharknado is universal. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs>